So as it relates to goal setting, you said, Alex, that you guys are kind of taking a different approach and, and switching things up. Can you talk to us about what you're working with with your clients in terms of helping them actually set and achieve their goals? I have a lot of clients like try to find small, very, very small daily goals. So for some people, it's as simple as like getting in three vegetables a day. And, and then you build upon that. It kind of just helps people uh, move forward with success on a daily basis. And that eventually will lead to, you know, their goal, whatever it may be. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two, one. Hey guys, Maestro here, and welcome back to another episode of Maestro on the Mic. Today I have with me two guests, and this is not their first, not their second, but their third time on this show. These are actually the only guests that I've had on as repeat guests. I didn't even realize that until today. I went back and I was like, what? How many? Three times they were on for episode 44, they were on for episode 76, and now they are on once again. So if you want to learn their little backstories, going to link those episodes in the show notes and we're going to skip over all that stuff and just jump right into the good stuff. So without further ado, welcome to the show, my good friends, Meredith Root and Alex Parker. Welcome, friends. Hello. Thanks for having us. Great to have you all the way in from Canadian land. How's the weather? It's chilly, but we're surviving. <laughs> Barely. I watch your stories and I cry. So, so let's jump right on in. Uh, I'll pass the, the mic to you first, Meredith. I'm acting like they're in the same room as me, but I'm not. Um, I'm going to give the mic to you first, Meredith. Can you tell us what you guys have been up to since last we spoke, especially regarding tactic? Yeah. So the last time we were on was around this time last year. So um, we have been obviously been growing our business and helping more and more clients, which is awesome because that's what we're like, that's what we really like to do is to help um, people achieve their fitness goals, their nutrition goals, get healthier. Um, so I've been spending a lot of time with, with that, a lot of time with tactic. And then as you know, um, and a lot of people know, we also compete in CrossFit. So we took last year off from competition for the most part because of a lot of the changes with the CrossFit season. So, um, we towards the end of the season last so getting towards august 2019 um our training is picking back up we got to be a part of the crossfit games demo team which was great because yeah. we, we got like a front row seat to what was going on there um so kind of been sort of re re-entering re-entering the land of competitive crossfit so our training is ramping back up um you know and we're doing that while running the business which is a challenge but um definitely doable and we're enjoying both of those things meredith are you guys going to be competing what's the plan is this a secret uh, i don't know it's a secret i can't <laughs> tell you well, um 
we yeah we are planning on competing some this season so um we're not going to do a ton of events so there's so many sanctioned events now so sanctioned events are the events that replace the traditional crossfit games regionals competition and so historically there were uh there were eight regionals and then last year in the 2019 season there were uh how many sanctionals were there 15 15 or 16 um and then this year there's something like 28 sanctioned events so you have the opportunity to do like so many events um we're not going to do all of them we're not going to do a ton of them um we are doing wadapalooza which is in miami in february i know we're going to do that on a team and then um after Wadapalooza, we're going to sort of switch gears into individual competition because that's what we both enjoy a little bit more and are usually a little bit better at. Um, so we'll probably each do maybe like two or three additional individual competitions throughout the calendar year. And that's with, you know, not the, not with the explicit goal of qualifying for the mm-hmm. CrossFit game, but with the goal of picking events that we think are going to be well run and will be fun to do and um, will allow us to to enjoy it while doing our best at that competition. Oh, it makes total sense. Alex, I want to actually pick your brain a little bit on it. Actually, I hate that phrase, pick your brain. It's just so... Uh, I want to know your thoughts on, on this because both of you have been pretty vocal on Instagram. That's actually one of the many reasons that I love following you guys. Oh, side note, you have to bring back the little notes on the refrigerator. What, what are we waiting for with that? We're getting ready to move, so those will come back maybe. Okay, just it's like everybody's favorites. But uh, one of the reasons I, I love following you guys is you are so candid and and open about and so honest about your feelings for things. Whereas a lot of people will like kind of like you know play that neutral Switzerland card and like oh this is and they're trying. You both of you are like this is our opinion. This is what we feel, and I freaking love that. So Alex, what are your thoughts on? kind of the, the the standards and such and like we see some of these athletes getting penalties and just the sanctions just in general what are your what are your thoughts on these things um i have a lot of thoughts i, I know, can get I like it. talking about this <laughs> basically like crossfit's always kind of been like there are it's objective but it's also not mm-hmm. and there's a line and people cross it and they they push this they push the standard in in every every competition the problem with the new uh format where you have the open qualifying people straight to the games and the open you're doing right in your home gym and then submitting videos Mm -hmm. there are hundreds and hundreds of reps across five weeks that you do and if you're not adhering to the standards like you can you can submit a score and no one will know Mm -hmm. the only the only people whose scores get and videos get um, checked by CrossFit Games HQ on a weekly basis are the people who come top 40. And I guess there's some like they pick randomly. There are like thousands and thousands and thousands of people competing in this yeah. uh, competition. So you can have somebody who's 41st and they may have cheated. They may not, they could not even have done the workout. Wow. Yeah, they have like, like, it's just, yeah. It's, I understand that they want to have inclusivity in the open and that's having people competing at every level together. So having people who are c- 
you know, trying to compete at the CrossFit Games and qualify through that route, competing in the Open. They also want, you know, like somebody who wouldn't even dare enter into a competition other than the yeah. Open, like home, you know, somebody who maybe works it in their home gym can do it. It's very accessible. Um, the problem with, again, like qualifying someone straight to the CrossFit Games is this the level of review and it's hard like the CrossFit Games stepped it up this year they're reviewing more videos and on a weekly basis but they're only reviewing 40 and like they don't have necessarily the manpower to review everyone's video and everyone understands that it's unfortunate that you see people on Instagram yeah. posting videos of their workouts and they're not adhering to you standards. see it, yes. And then they release the penalty list from the previous week and that person's name isn't on it. And you're just like, okay, so what are they actually doing? Like, yes, they are they are handing out penalties, but to what degree? And like, what is their standard of review? Like, there's never been like a certain hard line drawn regarding that. And it's just, it's hard. It, it's, fr- it's frustrating when people are qualifying for the games for the Open. Totally. Without... It's different at regionals. Like if you get called low rep, it's real time. And so Mm -hmm. like somebody might get frazzled, somebody, you know, it's a rep is a big deal on some workouts. Whereas in the open, if you're just giving them like a 10 second penalty, it's like, is that really, or even like a major penalty, two minutes. Like if you're you're giving someone a two minute penalty, like maybe they should be disqualified. I don't know. It's very subjective. So I get frustrated by subjectivity. I don't think it's necessarily fair, but I do appreciate the CrossFit games is, kind of pushing a little bit harder and making it a fair sport from what and this is keeps for you alex um and meredith get ready i have a fun one for you uh but alex in terms of sanctionals because it seems like they're maybe getting better but then i also feel like there's a lot of bullshit where like people are like getting they're testing positive but then the team like is actually competing and then like the team can still go to stuff are we seeing resolution of that are we seeing things getting better with sanctionals what's your opinion on on sanctionals in general um i think that's it that's an interesting question because we kind of ran into that scenario a little bit last year at granite games sanctionals is good because it's kind of like regionals there's another fence another barrier to cross towards mm-hmm. to getting to the CrossFit games. One of those is you get drug tested. Um, oh. Last year they had, so the scenario last year, and this kind of will answer your questions. There was a scenario last year where one, one girl was competing on a team and they had qualified at mid Atlantic CrossFit challenge mm-hmm. and a team of four, two men, two women. And they, um, Later on, so this, so one of the girls on the team had also qualified individual through the open. So now she basically had two routes to go to the CrossFit mm-hmm. game. She could decide whether she wanted individual or team. So she got, they all got drug tested at MAC. And this girl who had qualified through the open was tested positive for something. I can't remember the exact mm-hmm. drug. So she had a drug violation. CrossFit Games revoked her individual invite through the open. And I, and then she, she was also ineligible to compete on the team. So the question that was brought to my mind was, so had she not competed on team at yep. Mac and tested there, she would have been at the CrossFit games. Yeah. Having like potentially been on drugs while competing in the exactly. open. Exactly. Exactly. Or on drugs anyways, like cycling, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like, 
it's just that that's a huge issue for me. Like, why aren't these people being tested through the open? And like, I posted that on Instagram and like, I have several friends who qualified through the open and they, they messaged me. They're like, I have not, I haven't, I was not drug tested. I have never been drug tested and I probably won't be drug tested until the cross the games. And it sucks because you're taking away the, the next person's spot. And it's just exactly. unfair to the other players. So, any, so we compete at Granite Games and we come, I think, fourth or fifth. And it's one of the events, the sanctionals that happens at the end of the season. So a lot of the teams who had finished ahead of us had already qualified. So the invite kind of goes down the line to who hasn't qualified. Mm-hmm. So we were it was between two teams. The team who had finished in front of us had also not received an invite. They had not um, qualified previously. It's confusing. So then, no, no. I, I actually followed along. And if you guys okay. listening, just go for the bigger picture. I, I asked this question specifically because I was following along last year when this happened, and I was like, Jesus, this is like what the fuck? Who had this girl who had tested positive had replaced her, and they were now trying to qualify as a new team. But the same team. Yeah. Yeah. So the question was like, when does the, mm-hmm. like when the, when do the invites go out? Like yeah. basically there was a gap in the rule book and totally. that, that was addressed by Meredith. Meredith sent them a long email explaining like our argument. And, you know, we, we kind of knew basically it was like, it could go in our favor. It could not. And it didn't. And we kind of expected that. Um, but we basically, we made them aware of it. And I think it's a gap that's fixed in the rule book this year. So okay. it's kind of okay. an ongoing process with the CrossFit Games. At least they're very open to constructive cr- constructive criticism. I'll give them that. But there's a long way to go in making the sport fair. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's also awesome to hear, again, is why I love you too, that you're actually advocating for these things. And we all know that when something's in its infancy, that there's oftentimes gaps and holes but if people don't bring things up, then they never get addressed. So it's really cool, in my opinion. That's why I wanted to kind of spend some time on this CrossFit side of things. It's really cool to be able to speak to you two. You guys are like all up in it. You're, you're, you know, amazing athletes, really involved, and to be able to talk to you and pick your brains and be like, what do you see from the inside, and what do you see is actually changing, or, or you know, could could change, and the good and the bad is, in my humble opinion, really awesome. So thank you for that, Meredith. Keep, go ahead. Keep talking about making a YouTube channel or something where we just talk about this stuff. Cause we talk about it in pr- like between I each mean, other. All the time. I think now you have to, cause you said and we're it. Like, oh, we have to get all dressed up, put on makeup. <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe. No. You just, you just have to wear your CrossFit clothes, especially yeah. Meredith. You have to wear that yellow one that Alex really likes that uh, neon yellow shirt. Come across on the video very well. Dude, the brighter, the better. So I was, I was happy with that. Meredith, I want to get you riled up. I want to hear your take on why we're going to switch a little bit from CrossFit and go into that kind of nutrition world. What were your thoughts on Game Changers? Oh, God. That's like a hot topic right now is Game Changers. It is, which is why I wanted to talk to you about it. It will not die. Like, it just keeps, keeps getting resurrected. I had to disable comments on my blog. Um, Jeez. Because it was like, it wasn't like, I was just getting like comment requests all the time and I'm the, like the admin, so I have to approve mm-hmm. any comment that goes up. And it was like, ah, oh, this is too much. And people were like, just like they do on our Instagram, they were just being argumentative. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm not interested in doing that. No. And it's still, it's been like, 
a month and a half or when, I don't know. Yeah. About that time since the blog went up and people will still read it and they get so riled up. They realize they can't comment because comments are disabled that they will go to the, the contact us page and write me like hate mail. I'm like, man, wow. you are just like, that's people that's are into being hateful right there. Wow. Wow. Um, so you got, I'm going to interrupt you real quick because I realized I didn't, I didn't do a good job as a host. For those of you listening who don't know what Game Changers is, it is a documentary on Netflix about being vegan, right? Not vegetarian, vegan. And they brought some big names into the documentary. It's, it's Netflix 101, right? They brought some big names on there and really kind of had some vegan propaganda on there. And it's, sparked a lot of discussion so for me i'm always like let me go to the smartest people i know and i turn to tactic and i was like well what do you guys think about this because i have my opinions but you know what do you guys think about it but just one more point in there and meredith said it will never die so james clear wrote an article uh i don't know not, not that long ago that basically i think the name of it was why facts don't change our opinions And one of the points that he brings up in that article, which is great, is that the worst thing for an idea is silence, right? Silence is the death of an idea. So as long as people are talking about it, even if they're talking about something in a bad way, it allows this thing to just propagate and still live. So I was kind of on the fence with whether or not I wanted to bring this up or not, but Meredith and and Alex are both so knowledgeable on this that I was like, it would be remiss of me to not bring it up so i'm going to pass it back to meredith and you can can tell us whatever you'd like to tell us about it yes so um i had really high hopes when i was uh when i first heard about the game changers because it um seemed to have a lot of funding and like i'm always interested in nutrition documentaries and i didn't know anything about it but i was like you know this keto carnivore thing is really getting out of hand it'll be nice to have something that isn't um quite so like meat based out there to watch mm-hmm. and hopefully got some good stuff and is, um, it is worth my time. And it turned out to not be worth my time, except that it really gave me something to like, like sink my teeth into, um, you know, for, um, from a debunking standpoint. So, um, on the surface level, it's a like super compelling documentary when you watch it. Um, have you watched it yet? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're all right, right when it came out, I was like, I have to keep up on this. <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, it's really well done and it's like no surprise cause it's James Cameron. Who's like, you know, avatar, just very mm-hmm. a really good filmmaker. So it's kind of, it makes sense. Like it's, there's definitely some money behind it. Um, and if you're just watching it and you don't know what you're watching and you don't know anything about nutrition, it's like, it's very compelling. And part of the reason is because they bring in, um, you know, they have James Wilkes, who's a, um, who's an MMA fighter and they bring in some other athletes who, um, who switch from a, an, a, a meat eating diet, um, like a, a regular Westernized diet to a, a plant-based diet. And they talk about how well they're performing and, you know, this and that. And, um, and that's like, that alone is really, is very compelling For because sure. people can on kind of a pedestal as like you know the um the peak the um the pinnacle of health and fitness and like oh if it's working for this athlete like surely it would work for someone like me and that's how they 
that's really what they use um, as their primary tool for. Uh, <laughs> it's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and then they want some science and, um, you know, the, the science that I'm doing air quotes, but you can't see it. The science <laughs> that they use um, visually is also very compelling. So they do the mm-hmm. interview where they spin, they're like, hey, here, eat this meat burrito. And then we're going to spin down your, um, your blood and like, oh, look at how cloudy your, um, your plasma is. And then, um, you know, 24 hours later, they, ha- they have them eat a plant, like a black bean and avocado burrito, and they spin it down. And like, lo and behold, um, their plasma is, a lot, is less cloudy. And it's like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, that, that is so compelling. And it's like, well, why is it a problem? that the yeah. like the blood plasma is like is cloudy it makes sense like they just eat like that's ha- that happens when you eat fat especially from animals like it's not necessarily a bad thing mm-hmm. they don't really mention that yeah flash a bunch of studies and it's like oh look at all these studies but if you go in and you read the studies um it's not like none of them suggest that you should stop eating meat all of them suggest that you should add certain plants to your diet to improve endothelial function, which we all know, like <laughs> everybody knows that you should eat a lot of plants and a lot of like high antioxidant berries and fruits and get as much variety as you can. So like the studies don't say anything that we don't already know, mm-hmm. but they use studies to, um, to kind of bolster their opinion that you should eliminate meat from your diet. And really um. the whole documentary goes on and on and they use different tactics, um, for making that argument and it's just very frustrating for me because i know that it's being presented to an audience that a is uneducated about yes and b is very gullible and will take anything at face value and we know that because of other um documentaries that have been released and then uh c you're also looking at a population of people who absolutely will not ever read a peer-reviewed journal Mm -hmm. article Exactly. And I have, I actually have data that supports this because my sister, who is is very educated, um, definitely at like the higher echelon of education, uh, I asked her if she had watched a documentary and she said no. And I was like, okay, hey, well, I want you to watch it. I'm not going to tell you anything about it, but I want you to let, I want you to tell me what you think when you're done watching it. And so she, she's going to be mad at me for telling the story. <laughs> in like. She's a hospitality and yeah, but she's, you know, she's not, she's not stupid by any means. So anyway, she watches it and the next day she calls me and she's, Oh my God, uh, I think I'm going to switch to plant-based. <laughs> ah, got like, her. How good that documentary was. And she was going on and on. And I was like, yeah, it's like, it's very compelling. And then I was started it the to- uh, penis circumference that yeah. uh, got her. <laughs> Yeah. she's not gay so <laughs> um and it's like it's just and that's the target audience like you're looking at yeah. people who are uneducated they just don't they don't know and they will like you take a documentary that that puts on this facade of being like um you know of being science and yeah. being evidence-based but really it's just a movie and it's it's yeah. convincing it's it's fiction. There's no real science. The most compelling part of it is the athletes. And they don't mention like one single time, like, well, what, what exactly was this person eating before they switched to plant-based? Exactly. Explains, like 
a little bit about what's going on. So yeah, there's yeah, so many holes. Really hated that documentary, and I really. <laughs> I'm like tired of arguing with people about it, but it just won't like people with convictions yeah. are very difficult to argue with. Yeah, um, that's not going to change. Really just end up yelling at each other, but it's like, you know, nutrition sure. is the new religion. Like you can't get yeah. people to change their stance on, on, on nutrition any more than you can get someone to change their stance on, on religion. So it's like, Oh, it's like, it's just like beating my head into a wall at this point. It's, that's a perfect way to say it is it is the new religion so Martha, i'm, I'm going to keep it with you and just kind of tying into that when you guys have clients or potential clients people that call you people that you know write in looking for for help do you have to i don't want to say deal with because that sounds so negative but no. are you faced with people coming in with like i am keto can mm. you help me like and and what do you do yes um so we've we've fortunately only dealt with a couple of keto people. And then like the more I deal with the people that come in as keto. And again, I'm using air quotes here because people that think they're keto probably aren't keto for a long list of reasons. Um, like they make the, like they make the switch pretty easy. Cause a lot of times they're coming to us because they're, they're starting to realize like they don't feel good and they don't know what to do. So it's like with those people, they're usually looking for help and they're usually looking to like sort of wean off of the low carb back to more mm-hmm. moderate carb diet. Um, I have one one person only who I've prescribed keto and helped do keto. And the reason for that is he's an epileptic. So oh, okay. um, that's like you fall into that sort of class of people who would benefit from a clinical standpoint from a ketogenic diet. And mm-hmm. uh, he's still like that's being uh, overseen by a, a doctor. So yeah, that's not yeah. me. That's the doctor. And then I'm, I'm just help with the nutrition side of it. And then we work with tons of vegans and plant-based people. Like we, we work with them one-on-one. We work with them. Um, we write plans. I don't, I don't personally have a problem with the plant-based diet. I just think it's really, really difficult as an mm-hmm. athlete to do it correctly. Like it's, mm-hmm. um, you have to really be keeping an eye on the variety of foods that you're eating. You have to have a lot of variety. You're, you likely have to take a lot of supplements to sort of account for deficiencies in vitamins and minerals, um, and amino acids. So I just think that it's difficult, but if someone's like, if they are, um, if they're plant-based or vegan for their own like personal reasons, I'm not going to try to change their mind. Um, I'm just trying to help them the best that I can, which is making sure that they're getting a ton of variety across the board with their food. Ah, that makes total sense. Before I switch it to Alex, Meredith, can you just give us a little plug for tactics? So if people that are listening are like, hey, this sounds like great, I would love help and they can clearly accommodate me. How can they reach out to you? How can they get more info? Yeah, so our website is tacticmethod.com. And it's got uh, really all the information that you need about what we do and how we do it is on that website. And then um, if you have more questions or want to talk to either me or Alex personally about um, getting help, then you can reach out. There's a, an email link that's also on the website. And that's the easiest way to get a hold of us outside of uh, Instagram, which we're both very active on as well. Perfect. You guys have a shared email, right? yeah we've we've made it to that point (laughs) awesome we'll get all that in the show notes for you guys don't worry and we will repeat it one more time at the end of the show but i just wanted to make sure we got it in here in case you guys are like hey well this sounds great but like how do i hear more so that's that is where i would direct you um and also back to the uh 
the second episode I did with um, um what number episode seventy six that we talked we kind of go into stuff in that episode, but I want to switch it over to Alex and keeping in the same vein of coaching. You guys are so much more than nutrition coaching, right? You have lifestyle coaching, mindset coaching. It's, it's everything around it. It's not just like, here's what you eat. Bye. So we talked a little bit about goals and we talked about that last time. And actually, that's one of the main reasons I brought you guys on this time. So as it relates to goal setting, you said, Alex, that you guys, before we hopped on, that you guys are kind of taking a different approach and, and switching things up. Can you talk to us about what you're working with with your clients in terms of helping them actually set and achieve their goals? Uh, yeah, sure. So we have um, clients from a bunch of different backgrounds. We have competitive athletes. We have uh, moms who are just looking to like live he healthier lives. And then we have like kind of in between somebody who maybe does the odd local competition, just wants to get better, fitter, lose weight, look better, feel better, all of the above. So uh, when they first come to us, they list out their goals. Uh, oftentimes people want performance and to lean out or weight loss, which is understandable. Mm -hmm. And then when you're talking to them, they'll have other goals. Um, some of them want to get like more specific. So you would have certain body weight goals, certain performance goals. So whether it's getting their first pull up, hitting a snatch, uh, PR, like marathon time. There's a, a variety, lower cholesterol, lower, like just, you know, better health markers, sleep better. There's a ton of different goals. So instead of having them think about that long-term goal every day, I like to have my clients kind of break that goal down into achievable daily goals <laughs> and making the, the process, the goal or the goal, the process. Mm -hmm. So you have, so for instance, I can use myself as an, as an example. If I want to hit a 180 snatch, which my best right now is 175. If I want to hit a 180 snatch, do I go into the gym every day mm. and try 180? Absolutely not. <laughs> Instead, I go into the gym and I have, okay, I have my programming and it's got a variety of things. It's got deadlifts, it's got workouts, it's got overhead squats, it's got snatch drills, a bunch of different things. And my goal is to go in, prepare myself the best for that training session, be focused, think about changing my technique, thinking about cues, feeling good. And I do that every single day until eventually I'll hit a 180 snatch. Maybe it's a testing week or a competition Basically, like, does it, it can be applied to uh, weight loss as well. Mm -hmm. If somebody wants to lose 30 pounds, they're not going to step on the scale every day and be like, I didn't lose 30 pounds. And <laughs> I laugh because it's like people do this stuff. I watch it out of the box <laughs> and I'm like every day trying to get a muscle up. And I'm like, I guess yeah. today's the day, guys. <laughs> and you can't blame them because they see on Instagram how yeah. many people they don't see how hard people are working exactly. behind them. Exactly. They don't see somebody like their weight going up and down for weeks at a time before mm -hmm. they find, you know, lose five pounds. It's like what you see on Instagram or on testimonials is like, I lost 30 pounds. Like, well, that's, that sounds pretty easy. 
Or I, right. you see someone hitting a 180 snatch, it's like, oh, I can do that. I go to the gym. It's like, but you know, what, <laughs> what kind of right. stuff is going behind the scenes? So I have a lot of clients like try to find small, very, very small daily goals. So for some people, it's as simple as like getting in three vegetables a day and, and then you build upon that. Uh, some people it's hitting, you know, their fat, protein, carb, macros every day, keeping their sodium low. Like it depends on where they are on the spectrum and how long they've been doing this for. Um, and then, you know, it's making sure people get to the gym five days a week. So setting up specific days that they're going to go and telling me, and I hold them accountable. It's just, it's breaking things down and so at the end of the day. They're not stepping on the scale or trying a snatch and being, and feeling like they failed. Instead, totally. it's like, I had a really good training session today. I didn't hit 180, but you know, I hit 150 really like I hit it. I felt really solid. I hit it three times and that's good for me today. And that's a success. And that's going to keep the motivation high going into the next day and the next day. And you just keep building upon that. And I had a client the other day who said, well, like what, what reward do I get for going to the gym five days a week? What reward do I get for hitting my protein macro every day this week? And I said, well, the reward is, is the satisfaction of achieving it. Yeah. It was like, yeah. oh yeah. So so intrinsic. I love it. Yeah. And like she was like, it's she I at the end of the week, I'm like, you did awesome. Like she had perfect macros. And it wasn't just she had her protein. She had her carbs. She had her fat. She had really a great sleep. She felt good in the gym. And it kind of just helps people uh move forward with success on a daily there basis. You go. And that eventually will lead to, you know, their goal, whatever it may be. I love it. And I, you guys listening, I don't think any of us can overstate the importance and the value of breaking down a goal into actionable steps. And then exactly what Alex said, making the process the goal and then making successfully achieving that process or adhering to that process, the reward, right? That is incredible and it actually is what's going to get you to that end phase because like you said you know i love social media but the first part of that name is insta right so people are just seeing like in the moment and they don't they see you guys right and they see your muscles and your physique and they're like oh okay yeah maybe i could do it and you know they don't just they don't see the years not the months right the years and years of dedication and hard work and actually uh, alex you put up a really great post the other day about tracking and like the reason that you do it and the reason that you always do it and that, you know, you don't consider it a sacrifice. Both of you actually spoke about this in, the, I think, the last podcast and that it's not a sacrifice. These things are a choice. And that when you have these goals, like you make this choice to, to, go, to go and do them. Like, I, I love that. Meredith, can, could you continue with this same theme? I, as I, I just love it. This kind of breaking down a goal into actionable steps. What would you say or what could you say or offer to the listeners in terms of like practical ways that or tactical ways that they could that they can do this? 2020 is like, coming up. You know. Let's make it a tactical year. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's like you definitely want daily actionable uh, steps. And so the way I think about it is and I'll use the most common goal that people come to us with and it's the goal of weight loss and I think it's it's a common goal for like everybody or a lot of people in the U.S. because obesity is such a problem um <clears throat> so if someone comes to us with a goal of weight loss um they've likely tried to do something in the past maybe they've had some success with some sort of crash diet 
Um, you know, but they have this, like, oh, I want to lose, you know, 30 pounds. And they have this expectation that they're going to do it in 30 days, which is wrong. Um, you know, but again, it's like that, you know, you have people who, who get on the scale once a week or, or twice a week and they're frustrated because they, they either don't lose weight or they only lost a pound or like maybe their weight went up because they don't understand, like, especially women, like Mm. throughout the month, your weight is going to go up and then it's going to come back down. And so it's like, you have to understand that that's going to happen and it's normal. So, um, you know, it's, I always tell people with the weight loss goal, like, Hey, tell me what, tell me what you have to do every single day to achieve that weight loss goal. And some examples would be, okay, to achieve that goal, I need to, or I'll say you, cause it's usually me speaking to them. You need to hit your macros or hit your calorie targets within a certain range. Um, you need to drink a minimum amount of water. You need to get, uh, 10,000 steps. Um, you know, and maybe go to the gym every day or maybe go to the gym three times a week. So if instead of, of, if I can get someone to get the goal of 30 pounds out of their head mm-hmm. and if instead I can put in their head, like, okay, my goal is to hit my macros, get 10,000 steps, drink four liters of water. And that's it. And if I can get someone to do that every single day and then they can feel successful every single day, yes. the weight will come. Um, yes. And it comes up because the more precise that they are, the more I can help them because I understand, like fully, truly understand what's going on. Um, and I can help them progress. And then the other thing that does, and this is a really cool part of setting smart goals like that, is when they get to 30 pounds weight loss, if they just keep doing what they're doing, they can have more success. So now instead of only feeling success one time when you lose the 30 pounds, you get to feel it every single day, and then you get to keep progressing past that 30 pounds. Maybe you lose 30 pounds, and now you're building muscle. Like Maybe you can shift your external goal to be like, okay, I feel awesome. I've lost weight. Now I want to perform better. Well, guess what? Your daily goals are the exact same. I might change what your macros and calories are to get you to that new goal, but what you have to do every day is the exact same as what you've been doing. So then like now we're getting into habit building, right? Which is kind mm-hmm. of where the magic happens with um, with goals is if you can automate the goal. So if you really are, if you're very, very good at setting daily goals, like you're like really the sky is a limit for what you what you can achieve because all you have to do is manipulate small things in your day to continue progressing. So good. This is why I love bringing you guys on just the depth of your answers, but just like how common sense that they are. I've taken something away from every episode that we've done. Actually the, excuse me, the episode I think we did last, I don't maybe, I don't even know which one it was, but I have now taped, to my wall next to my desk next to my computer a quote from meredith which was have expectations of effort not outcome and i use that line all the time it's just so much common sense but we i think we live in that society that's all or nothing when in reality it needs to be all or something and the value of doing these little things and i love that you said that automating your goals where we're, we're building habits and that's how we're actually going to see change like that's that's what I consider myself in the business of right I'm in the business of change I want people to be able to create their best lives and that doesn't happen overnight and all too often we see people really stopping before they even get started because they're like oh this is kind of hard it didn't happen overnight and I thought because of Instagram it was going to happen in three months and you're like that 
isn't exactly how things would work. So, 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 so valuable. Alex, anything you want to add on to that? Uh, I think, yeah, like the all or nothing approach is a slippery slope. And I, Meredith and I have a lot of conversations with our clients, steering them away from that. I love seeing perfect macros for my clients. Mm -hmm. But when I see exactly perfect macros every single day, it makes me skeptical because it's like everybody has stuff going on in their life. And like we would never expect perfection. Mm-hmm. It It is difficult, especially with food and the fact that it's um, a social activity. So you're going out and you're eating and you may not be able to track. Totally. Um, but people will freak out and they think like, okay, if I can't track exactly or weigh and measure exactly what I'm having, like I shouldn't do it at all. And then that leads to like, okay, I'm not tracking at all. I should have, you know, this item on the menu because I can't track it anyway. So who cares if it has 2000 calories? Mm-hmm. Whereas like, if you go in, you're like, okay, I can't track this, but like, I know I have about 600 calories I need to eat. Maybe I should only eat half. And it's little things like that, that yeah. we just try to teach our clients that that stuff over the course of like months and months goes a really long way. Um, uh, so yeah, all uh, or nothing is definitely something that we try to avoid our uh, clients. It makes sense. Makes total sense. Uh, a question for both of you, and Alex, since you're talking, you can answer first, is kind of keeping in the same vein. So I'm also really big on like digital business, marketing, things like that. And one of the things that I believe in, right, you have to get, oh, my computer just turned off. You have to give people what they need, but it needs to be packaged in what they want. And one of the areas that I see people oftentimes going wrong as marketers is that they're trying to impart their wants on their audience, right? So you know, let's talk about movement. If someone comes in and like their goal is like, I want to snatch, I want to snatch. Maybe that's just it. I want to snatch. But this person like has zero mobility and they move like shit. As a gym owner, you're stuck with that like predicament of like, okay, but you don't, you need to learn how to move first, but I can't change this person's life unless they're actually at my gym. So you're kind of stuck with this. So what I see and kind of what I'm hearing when what you guys do is like people are coming to you for weight loss, let's say. And that's amazing that you guys are like, yeah, that's totally fine goal. How do you position things? And maybe you don't, um, but Alex, you can go first. How do you position things where it's like, this is the goal that you guys, that this person is coming with, but in reality, we know that there's so much more behind it. How do you kind of, I don't know, tackle those other, tackle those other things when the person's main goal coming in is, is weight loss? Um, well, we're in touch with our clients three days a week which is a lot, um, yeah. but necessary especially when you're trying to change habits. You kind of have to stay mm-hmm. on top of and know what's going on in their lives. So the first month or so, we really get to know our clients. We get to know like what their days look like, um, how they eat just by looking at their food logs, what they eat, how much they eat, whether they can hit their macros and what the struggle is if they can't, you know, what's going on in their life, like kids, husband, what makes them mm-hmm. happy. So once we kind of get to know them and figure out like where they're deficient in their lifestyle, I guess, that would lead them to being able to hit their Mm -hmm. macros or work out or get their steps in. It's kind of like, okay, this is what your weekend looks like. How can we figure out how to make time for an hour and a half for you to food prep? So it's not even like, it's not even drilling. Okay. Well, why didn't you hit this protein? Why didn't Mm -hmm, you hit this mm -hmm. protein? And you're still not hitting this protein. It's like, okay, 
how can we prep chicken? How can we have chicken available in the fridge? And it's kind of understanding like where the struggle is and finding little ways to make it easier for them. Cause some people, they don't know, they don't know, like it's to us, it seems so easy. It's like, Oh, you just meal prep. But for Mm -hmm. some people, they don't know how it's, they don't know what to make. They don't even know that you can make, you know, you can buy as many chicken breasts as you want and like, or Costco and grill them like, and have them for two weeks, put them in the freezer. Like they don't think like that. They didn't grow up with that. So it's going back to the basics and Mm. are having them eat more at home, Mm -hmm. getting little things in their house so they don't have as many temptations, um, really small things, and then building upon those habits. This is so good. To get somebody to change their nutrition, they have to change their habits and their lifestyle. You know, some people in small ways, some people in big ways. Yeah. And this is, I mean, you guys listening, this is the value of having a coach because that person sees these things. This person has, that person has the resources. And if it's someone that's like Meredith or Alex within this programming where they're actually going to be in touch with you three times a week, it's not this like once a month kind of thing, right? So the accountability is there. Meredith, same question, but I'm going to change it a little bit. Is there anyone that writes in and you're like, no, we won't work with you or we can't work with you? That's such a good question because I was literally just trying to think about how to steer the conversation towards this. So I'm going to use the opportunity to do that. Um, yeah, there are sometimes like I actually get clients that I'm like, oh, like, okay, I need to break up with this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't happen often, but um, it does happen occasionally. I will not help someone hate their body. So mm-hmm. if I sort of get the impression that it's like, you know, in a, in a very, very, like an unhealthy aesthetic goal, you know, they're trying to lose, um, body weight, get down to a like very dangerously low body fat or just like tends to be kind of a negative person. Um, I don't, I don't love helping that. I don't really like working with weight class sports, people that need to cut weight. Oh yeah. I work with a couple of weightlifters. Um, one of them is actually like my second oldest client. She's a really good friend of mine and she's got a, like her head is on straight with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't worry so much about her, but whenever I get like a new person who's like, Oh, I need to cut weight for this. I'm like, I'd really rather not yeah. help you. I'd really rather that you lift at like the weight that oh, yeah. Yeah. you are, you know, but that's, um, that's not the sport. So, mm-hmm. um, but anyways, I don't pander to uh, negative self-talk and, um, I try to avoid people who are very negative. And if I do happen to get a client who is very negative, um, it's, it's a really long process that sometimes doesn't work of me trying to like redirect yeah, the conversation because it's frustrating when someone can't see, you know, they can't really see themselves because they hate themselves so much. It's mm-hmm. like, it doesn't matter if you lose, you know, three pounds, five pounds, 10 pounds, like you're going to look in the mirror and hate yourself because like you refuse to recognize the positive things that your body can do for you or all the progress that you've made. Like it's usually people who can't recognize all of the, like the wonderful things that they've accomplished. And like the psychology behind that is very complicated and I'm not a psychologist and Mm -hmm. really qualified to deal with disorders. Um, so if I get the impression that someone would be more uh, effectively 
coached or treated by a psychologist, I kind of maybe steer them towards someone who's more qualified than I am. That makes so much sense. And I'm glad that you brought that up and then you said that. That's something we see in the PT world and like you have to know when it's the best in the patient's best interest to refer out. I love, love, love that you said that. I love it. It's awesome. I'm looking at the time here, so I'm going to wrap us up. But before we do that, I am going to ask you the few questions that the folks from Instagram land sent out. We'll go rapid fire, okay? Sounds good. All right. First one going out to Alex. How does recovery play into what you do? That's a very open-ended question, so you answer it however you want. Well, as an athlete, it's huge. Getting, like... Getting in post-workout, sleeping enough, eating the right amount, and taking rest days in terms of my performance in CrossFit is extremely important. If I don't do any of those things or even miss one of them for more than one at once like a week or more, I actually rarely miss any of those things, then I can feel it in my performance. So it's huge. Huge. Um, I think I don't, I'm not really sure how else to address yeah, that. Yeah, that's an open-ended question. That is a sufficient answer. And also, uh, you guys listening, we talked about this, I am certain, in the past episodes, which are both links. So if you want to know even more, you can go and check them out. Let's see the next question. Someone else said hi to you too. Someone said, oh, I just love their episodes. Very nice. Meredith, flipping this over to you. Uh, again, kind of nebulous question here, but periods and workouts, yay or nay? Totally depends on the person. There are, there are people who are really sensitive to uh, like high effort around that time of month. Like you're like, well, naturally your, your ability to sustain high effort is going to drop off for the first one to two days. But then um, there's actually some evidence that suggests days like three, four five on you experience an increase in baseline strength, which is kind of cool. Um you know, but definitely take it easy the first one or two days. I'm one of those people like it, it, it actually like depends on the month, but sometimes it's like, um, I just, I feel like absolute death. Like it, I'll be <laughs> a workout and I'm like, I have to stop. I get like white and clammy and like Alex has seen this happen a couple of times. Just like, I don't know what's going on, but I need to lay down, need to lay down right now. Um, so it's, it's just like, be, um, listen to your body, do what your body tells you to do. If you feel fine, go for it. If you don't, uh, take it easy for one or two days and you'll be back at it in no time. Love it. (laughs) Go like death. (laughs) Last question uh, from the Instagrammers uh, is for, I'm going to pass it over to Alex. Question is, do you coach classes? If so, they should ask where and which time in case we drop in? We do coach at CrossFit Sonalta. It's downtown Calgary, and we're usually coaching there on Monday evenings, Thursdays at lunch, and the odd weekend. So it's pretty sporadic, but um, we we definitely do coach, and um, hopefully we'll start coaching a little bit more. So definitely drop in. Are you guys – Alex, are you adding, like, just more hours to your day, or how are you – how are you balancing all this? So you're, you have the business full time. You're doing hopefully more coaching and you're training for competitions. We're just doing yeah. it all. Usually you just plug the classes in after training. So okay. if we train from two to four on Monday, then we would, um, we would coach from four to six. 
And that just allows us to become, we really like the CrossFit community. Mm-hmm. And because of the programming, we kind of have separated ourselves from that a little bit. And so being a part of uh, a, a box is, is really, it's something special and we want it. We want that. So, you know, investing a few hours a week in helping other people progress towards their goals in CrossFit is really important. So we like to stay in the community that way. Oh, I love it. You guys are you guys are the best. I'm going to give you guys my last and final questions and then I will let you go. Alex, since you're just talking, I'll keep the mic with you. Uh, maybe we'll make a kind of a pick your own answer kind of question. So my typical question is, is there anything that you want to leave the people with? And I'll kind of tie into that, especially as it relates to kind of the new year coming and goals and things like that. Yeah. If you have a goal, make it into small goals and also start out small. If you, if you have a goal of getting in really good shape, don't start doing like two hour long workouts every day, seven days a week. You're going to fall off. It's going to become too much. Don't start with 10,000 steps a day. Start with 2000, depending on where you're at, Mm -hmm. but start small and build on it. Otherwise you're just going to, um, it's going to become too much and it's going to be too big of a change for you to sustain for most people. There are definitely different people but figure out where you are on the spectrum and just add a little bit more to it and then over time progress upwards so good actionable these people will actually stay doing the things i don't want you guys to have the same goals next year and listen to this podcast again i think it's just gonna we're just gonna make this like an annual thing you guys so meredith and alex are gonna be on next year on the same time and i i would love it if you guys listening didn't have the exact same and if you do it's okay i'm not you know judging you but ideally not having the exact same goals that you did go you know 2019 because you haven't you've fallen off the wagon every time so passing it over to meredith what do you want to leave the people with and particularly as it relates to 2020 and goals um i'm trying i'm gonna think about something different to say really quick all right go ahead we have time in the world Uh, it's definitely like you can still challenge yourself like i think we're we're sitting here and we're talking about setting reasonable goals and not overdoing it. And that's definitely like true, but that doesn't mean that you can't have a lofty goal. For example, um, you can like, you can be a couch potato and say, all right, in one year I want to run a marathon. Like, is that a lofty goal? Yes. Can you do it? Yes. Do you need to wake up every day and think about 26.2 miles? No, you need to think about running like half a mile. And make yes. that your goal for the first couple of weeks. But like that doesn't just because your goals are small on a daily basis doesn't mean that they can't get bigger and they can't lead to something that's like that's that's more uh, more lofty and like more than you've ever done before. So it's yes. it's about understanding how these like these small goals play into like what you're what you're trying to do. So like don't sell yourself short just because you you think you can't do it. Just uh, just set smarter goals or work with someone who is really good at mindset and setting goals. Um, and they can help you stay accountable to those little things instead of, of biting off a little bit more than you can chew and then be like, Oh, I can never, I'll never be able to run a marathon because I couldn't go out my door and run three miles. Like, no, that's Mm -hmm. silly. Um, you can't run three miles because you haven't run in two and a half years. (laughs) it's It's all about like, we exist, life exists, everything exists on a progression. So you have to be self-aware and understand who you are in order to get where you want to go. 
So good. You guys balance each other out so well. Also, <laughs> this is like reminds me, people are like, but I ran in high school. I'm like, you're 57 years old now. So <laughs> I, I know that you did. I, I'm going to ask you t- two questions from, from that, Meredith. One, what is the name of that movie? Brittany Runs a Marathon. And if you haven't watched it, you should stop what you're doing right now and go watch it. It's on Amazon Prime in Canada. It's probably available on some other formats in the US, but watch it. Go and watch it. Forget about Game Changers. Go and watch this movie. It was actually really, really good. Meredith, I put it in her stories and I went and watched it. And I was like, yeah, this is this is the real shit. And you spoke about working with someone to help you set your goals and stick to those goals. How can they work with you guys? One more time, drop me that information. Yeah, you can reach out to us from our website, which is tacticmethod.com um, or on Instagram. We are on Instagram t- at Tactic Nutrition and then um, Alex is at AA Parker one. I'm at Meredith underscore root. Those are all, um, good avenues. We check our DM requests all the time. So we, um, we're available there, but yeah, if you, if you need help with goal setting and habit building, that's kind of our thing. So we'll get there you. you go. There you go. And if you want a third person to follow Alex's mom, Brenda, phenomenal. <laughs> this is funny stuff. It's legit. <laughs> I see where you get it from. I was like, yes, okay, there we go. This is, the genes are strong there. So you got all the people to follow. All that information is in the show notes. Alex, Meredith, thank you. Again, this is the third time and every time it gets better. Like you guys just, you knock it out of the park and I'm excited to do this again. Thanks for coming on. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for having us. My pleasure. You guys listening, thank you. I know you could have been doing anything and you chose to listen to us. And for that, we are all endlessly, endlessly appreciative. I'm not going to ask for any likes. I'm not going to ask for any subscription or anything like that. If you like this episode, if you love this episode, if it resonated with you, I'm going to ask that you share it with someone else. New Year's coming. People got goals. Help them out. All right officially wrapping it up until next time friends alex meredith and maestro out